March 20th, 2020. Nearly two years ago, a true crime documentary on Netflix named Tiger King introduced millions of people to the character that is Joe Exotic. Now, after several shelved attempts to dramatize the outrageous personalities presented in Tiger King, NBC's Peacock has just released a batch of episodes for the show Joe vs. Carol. What should audiences know going into the first episode? You did the research. You tell me. That this was created by Eton Frankel, who has written for Gossip Girl, Friday Night Lights, and Shameless, and okay. also the first, so mostly teen stuff. Yeah, and the first four episodes were directed by Justin Tipping. He's directed things like The Shy, Dear White People, and Flatbush Misdemeanors. Okay, so people with a well-known resume, like it's not just newbies. Right. Uh, it's TVMA has coarse language, foul, offensive, appalling. I want to see it say disgusting, like <laughs> one of these days. That's not really an element of the show, though. <laughs> TVMA. <laughs> disgusting putrid gross (laughs) that seems like more of like what you would see in a promo ifc or yeah buddy disgusting something like that yeah so it also stars snl alum or not alum because alum is someone who's graduated she's still there kate mckinnon and kyle mclaughlin from twin peaks uh kate mckinnon actually had to miss the first seven episodes of snl to oh i thought you were saying this and i was like no she was she was definitely (laughs) present um and then what else who is joe because i didn't recognize him John Cameron Mitchell is from Girls Vinyl and The Good Fight. He's done a lot of like CBS shows and murder. In other words, type stuff shows. I wouldn't have seen him in and stuff you haven't probably seen. Yeah, but he's had like a long like a long Wikipedia page, a lot of filmography. Great, good for him. Okay, so he plays Joe Exotic, and then we have all the animals in this, which I assume are CGI. Yes, they were CGI. Okay, you, so, so you could tell. So that's well, I'll get into that. But that's what you should know going into the first episode. The other thing is you don't have to have watched Tiger King, the docu-series, to understand what's going on. But does they kind it, of spell does it, it out help? Like, like if you does like it help? that? It ruins the ending, I guess. The, oh, because exactly. you know where it's going. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I wasn't as enamored with Tiger King as a lot of people were because it came out right at the beginning of the pandemic when and we everybody were doing was invested our, into it. When we were doing our top 2020, you said that Tiger King, had we reviewed it, would have been in one of our top 10 lists. So would it have been in your top 10 list for the 2020 TV shows that we did? No. No, it wouldn't be. Like, I'm entertained by the story. I just wasn't as engrossed as a lot of people were. And I don't remember all the details. I remember he's, well, in jail, that he mistreated his tigers, allegedly killed many of them, mistreated his workers. Just not a great dude in general. And in this episode, we learn again that he hired a killer to go after Carol Baskins. Does it seem like it's trying to fall on one side or the other? Like, is it trying to angle it? Oh, okay. At least in the first episode. And so... It beat my expectations. Overall, the episode, I would give a 6 out of 10. I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting it to be goofy, like extremely good, like MacGruber. Yeah, The Guardian was talking about how they were afraid it was going to be a parody. Completely, because it's Kate McKinnon, and if you watch just the trailer, it looks like it's just going to be joke, 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 Mm -hmm. joke, but stupid, right? There's still jokes in here, though, It was funny. No, no, no. There were legitimately funny jokes uh, that centered more in reality than I would have even thought. Like, it wasn't preposterous. Um, the most preposterous thing that happened was I think when he decided, Joe decided to paint a sheep to represent a tiger because his real tiger was sick and he had to show off that something seems pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like he farted out a banana or something. It, I, I'm bad with it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the on running jokes though, were good. Okay. You had the leopard skin, everything. So Carol Baskin's, uh, bit crazy in that way her chairs her clothes her rugs her curtains her couches her utensils her kleenex boxes her mouse pads and there's more everything leopard skin print i mean like like all her clothes like i'm talking about her jackets her pants 
Like that's everything. not that's not even how it's really like in in the actual tiger. That she's show, obsessed with though. cats. I also learned that she's allergic to cats, which I don't even remember from the series itself. But I then I had to look that. it up, and it it is true. true yeah. So she's sneezing all the time. And the funny thing about the on-running jokes is that they, like, appear where you don't expect them. Like, when it was her office, I thought that I had jotted down everything. But then I see the Kleenex box, and I had to write that one down as well. It so was attention just, to detail. I mean, yeah. The, <laughs> I assume the set designer had a, a field day with it. it was, so that was a good. Um, something else that was good about it was it was higher production value than I expected, which kind of goes along with everything. The CGI looks very nice. Like, if they were to redo this CGI with George of the Jungle from, like, the, the, the first yeah, the second like movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1997 i think is when the brendan fraser version came out but if they were to like take that version and then like redo the cgi for it i know for today maybe it wasn't like the most cutting edge stuff but it looked pretty good for tv CGI. so you so you like the cgi yeah i was like wow this is this isn't bad they have to do tigers they have to do people grabbing and picking did, did up it tigers better than time. like the walking dead's tiger did in shiva yeah it did <laughs> And then it, it looked to me like almost like a Dr. Doolittle. Like you could make a George of the Jungle TV show or a Dr. Doolittle TV show today and just do completely CGI. They did do CGI with the monkey in um, Why the Last Man, right? Yeah. And that one also looked pretty real. Yeah. Because originally they got the French yeah, monkey and then they switched monkey. it over. Yeah. Uh, and then McKinnon's performance isn't balls to the walls crazy. So like she actually toned it down. And the only right, time she's supposed to be like, I mean, Kate, Kate McCann herself is charismatic, but she was playing Carol's Baskin and she really couldn't do that same type of role I read. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've seen her in anything from like Ghostbusters to SNL characters, like she's not afraid to go a little wonky. And so that's what I was afraid she mm-hmm. would do here. Carol Baskin's, though, super sympathetic version of her. Smart. Yes, she's neurotic, crazy about her cats. But overall, she's the righteous do-gooder in this story. Not the person who, like, supposedly murdered her husband that everybody likes to make a joke about about her. So when I saw Joe versus Carol, I was like, okay, there's going to be two kind of crazy people against each other. No, Carol is really, in the first episode at least, presented as just a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so I was surprised by that. And the beginning scene was probably one of my favorite ones because it jumped ahead. It didn't even talk about the tiger stuff. It was all about just how Joe had hired that murderer to get her and then her and her husband uh, go to buy guns to like. <laughs> yeah, so it could have been a whole like adventure thing. And that was what I was sort of expecting. The rest of the episode had its moments. But um, Joe's portrayal was I was less kind to really okay so like so far you've kind of like disagree with the critics but i'm interested to hear what you have to say yeah so let's get into my bat so joe exotic he looks enough like the guy he's got a certain amount of charisma with him but he's definitely 100 the villain he's a manipulator he's creepy dare i say more dislikable than the actual persona version of him that is in so that's what kind of upsets me is like when you overhype yourself as like a bad guy and i don't really need to see the scenes because i remember also in the series where he he was married to like two dudes Mm -hmm. one of which wasn't even like gay but that he kind of like pushed into marriage right yeah and they kind of showed us that in this weird awkward blowjob scene i guess and i did not find how that actually helped the show you you recognize who those two that he was married to were though right we only see one in this and he's not married to him yet yeah but you recognize who that was right who was it it was nat wolf the guy from the naked brothers band he was also like in the fault in our stars he's his brother is alex wolf who was from like old and hereditary the brother of the guy from hereditary yeah but but he has his own career i don't think i don't know what the naked brothers band is it was a TV show that was on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Oh, okay. 
Um, so I'm going to get back to my bad now. Uh, it was also boring because I knew the story. So that would be almost a, a reason why you shouldn't watch Tiger King before watching Joe vs. Carol. Um, yes, it's entertaining, the whole idea of like this crazy dude running around with a bunch of tigers. But it's pretty simple in the end. She amasses a huge online following grassroots coalition type to ban Joe from uh, fairs, malls, venues from hosting him. And then he gets canceled. He can't make any money. And by the end of the episode, he's swearing revenge. Yeah, I mean, like, do, do you want me to get into the reviews of it now? No, no, no. I still oh, have okay. more back. Oh, okay. All right. All right. There are too many slow motion moments that heighten, like, the assholery of a situation. Like, they'll be partying it up, and then they'll, like, slow-mo it on Joe, like, swishing his It doesn't really seem around. like there's any need for it, though. After the first couple times, no. Um, and that's kind of why I'm saying that was bad. And then Carol's backstory gets super dark at certain points. Like, we see her doing what she's doing now in current day. She has a daughter who's helping out with her um, rescue operation. And that storyline is actually fine. But then it, like, goes back to where she was, like, raped as a child and why she was, like, running around with a cat. And it was just weird. So they try to explain, like, why she's so obsessed with cats? Yeah, and that's the way it was, like, it was sympathetic towards her. It was making her the victim. However, I don't find it really necessary or entertaining to watch that. But now you can get into the reviews. Yeah, so the reviews have said it's way too late to be making this show. Two if years? Yeah, if there was any re- like time that they should have made this show, it should have been way earlier. During the pandemic? Yeah, like om- it's almost like one of those you- things where when you like see a movie and then they reference something that happened years earlier, you're yeah, like, oh. It doesn't feel that old to me. Also, like the reasons why it was shelved in the past was because you had... Um, who was it? Rob Lowe was originally supposed to play. And Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Joe Exotic. Yeah, Yeah. well, CNN said it's never ideal to arrive way too late to the party. And Joe vs. Carol feels guilty of that adapting the story Tiger King that dutifully replicates those events without much bite. I was wondering whether this falls under the same type of show that we've been doing recently about the sketchy entrepreneurs who are kind of... Yeah, someone, it, someone compared it to Menti Nana. It doesn't really glorify Joe Exotic, though. Well, yeah, like unlike these other ones, like Super Pumped and Ventinana, what was the last one we just did? The Dropout. Yeah, those are all shows that, like, they're very shiny. You know, well, they yeah. gloss it up. They make it seem like this person is super rich and successful. Like Joe Exotic is just kind of like a trash human. You know, the he entire was time. he was resentenced to jail in 2022 for like 21 years. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, um, I also find it funny how like McKinnon could have chosen to play the Theranos lady, the Elizabeth Holmes one who Amanda right. Seaford took over in the dropout. But instead she decided to pick Carol Baskins, who's like 50 something. So like her yeah. age range went from someone who was supposed to be like 15 years younger than she is to playing someone who's like 15 years well, older than she is. People have said that like the only redeeming factor for this show is the acting. Mm-hmm. And and they've given uh, like every place has said. John so they Cameron, don't like the CGI because that's what I'm getting. From no, they, they don't like the CGI. It's not that bad. Uh, a lot of the audience was just talking about how it looked kind of fake. I saw the whole entire it, thing. It's clearly fake, but it's also I watched it on my computer and it seemed fine on there like again if you're picking up tiger cubs i would rather you do it with cgi than actually spend the time of bringing tiger cubs onto set but it wasn't just that they were saying them. that like it has like stale sets and kind of poor quality writing poor quality writing is a is always something you can go after but but the sets i feel like especially given the source material is from trailer parks and we saw in the docuseries how poorly constructed a lot of the shit that joe put together was 
Like, going after the sets doesn't make much sense to me. Well, John Cameron Mitchell has gotten a claim for his role. People like Kate McKinnon, but also there were complaints that they, she felt miscast. Like, hmm. she was almost... Yes, she's not anything like <laughs> Carol Baskins. I, but, like, I was way more into that. Maybe because they were presenting her as a good character. Maybe I, w- I was having more fun watching that than I was when I was seeing the recreation of Joe Exotic. Because in, in Tiger King, Joe Exotic is the one who's kind of fueling the show. He's right. he's making you want to watch more. I mean, he's the and main this, character. it's Carol Baskins who's fueling the show. So you have to have that support. But do you actually want to watch more when she's on screen? Do you do people really want to see Carol Baskins represented as a hero? That's the question I have. And that's uh, it, it remains to be seen. Joe's going to become more likable maybe on, later on to make... Or maybe she's going to become less likable so that it's more of a Joe versus Carol <laughs> than it is right now. Right. Carol's I mean, the, the writers in the cast were both saying how they were trying to... To remain like they weren't trying to angle it in any way oh, well, was neutral. this first episode so, is very angled <laughs> entertainment very angled. <laughs> entertainment weekly said that the show fictionalized much of the accounts in tiger king with some made-up moments not intended to reflect anyone like for example uh that's how it starts off the show and that's just this way of like legally not finding any reason to get but sued. there are people like jeff Lowe, who is his story is considered to be like the most inaccurately portrayed like it shows none of his involvement with joe exotic even though the original series did in fact i even saw I feel some- like the joe exotic relationship like we got it from one the perspective of the um like his his husband's however right. like recreating that in any way is not going to be accurate ever because they don't have like text messages like at least with the um dropout series they had text messages showing how the relationship progressed and though it was awkward because of the age difference it wasn't just completely made up this felt like it was unnecessary kind of like the backstory for carol where they were just throwing in elements in there just because they were in tiger king not because they're actually aiding the story about carol baskins being targeted as a uh, by an assassin i think a lot of people are just mad that they decided to go back to the story after so long because two years is a long time well i don't see the two years thing as the glitch like i think that it why did it need to be made to begin with But tiger king like season two even came out i think like in november is already out isn't it or it's been made yeah well season two i know was released in november 2021 but even that had less acclaim than like the original series did oh yeah same with how to how to make a murder or whatever it's called making a murder oh well yeah (laughs) season two came out and that was not as well liked uh then also i wanted to point out that mckinnon when she was playing Carol Baskins, who was doing a webcam video, was just Kate McKinnon playing Kate McKinnon and doing awkward cat puns. Like, it was just mm. her riffing <laughs> the entire time. And I didn't mind it. Wait, you didn't mind it? <laughs> yeah, it was like three minutes of her just kind of screwing up a webcam intro. Kind of like how we screw up the podcast uh, but I, be, I feel, I feel like that would get annoying after three minutes. Eh, maybe it was a minute. I don't know. Seeing her daughter's cut reactions of her, because her daughter was more like millennial age or mm-hmm. Generation Z. Uh, no, millennial because she's a doctor uh, or a veterinarian. Um <laughs> Was, was funny, the interaction between the two of them. Uh, and then what else do I yeah, want Kim to Yeah, Kim McKinnon said that she wanted her portrayal to be like a kick-ass businesswoman and an activist. But why? That's not who Carol Baskins is, right? Yeah, like, it, it, it doesn't feel like it, but like it, that's what Kim McKinnon said, that she wanted her like character to come across as. So yeah, what does it have overall then? Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 35%. On, on IMDb, it has a 5.7. The first like three episodes, they have a lot less reviews. Like, I wouldn't trust them. But the first three episodes have like middling reviews, like 6.7. I think there's even a 7.4 for the second episode. I can 7. see how this would lose steam pretty quickly but after yeah, this first episode. Once you, once you get like to the fourth episode and beyond, it's just very low scores. 
because no one watches up till that point. Yeah, and an odd complaint also is that the height of the characters was wrong. So people that watched the original series a lot found it hard to get into the characters because they felt that the height was not correct. <laughs> it's funny because you know that these people would not be complaining if Nicolas Cage had taken the Joe Exotic <laughs> role, that they would just be loving it for the fact that it was Nick Cage. And also, is William Fitchner in it? No. I, oh, okay. Not yet. He replaced Dennis Quaid, who was supposed to originally play the character Dennis of Kirkham. Dennis Quaid was going to be in this? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they like switched him out at the very last minute. My biggest question was, how did it go from Netflix, like purely Netflix, yeah. to a whole different network? Well, originally it was supposed to be on like Peacock, CBS, well, and USA. No, it was supposed to be on that, including like USA, and I think even like CBS but had something they, to do with it. But how did then, they diversify the rights for everybody? Well, it didn't matter because by like it was announced later on that it was just going to be on Peacock. Well, when it was going to be the Nicolas Cage thing, I think Amazon Prime was the one who was going to. Take oh that yeah, one. Amazon Prime. But I think like but how how did they release the rights to everyone? Usually, when it's like one person, one streaming network, they like are keeping yeah, it with a stranglehold. But, like, but there are other places like Animal Planet that have done like documentaries ever since Tiger King. It came because out. it's a documentary and it's a recreation of real people. They were able to use yeah. those identities, maybe. Uh, this is actually based on the Wonder is True Crime podcast of the same name. In fact, I think no way, really. Yeah, that's where they were supposed <laughs> okay. to be getting it from. Which, of course, depicts Another the real life of show exotic. <laughs> the Guardian gave the show a positive review. They gave it three out of five, and they complimented the six fact out, that they, six out of ten. The same yeah. review I gave it. Yeah, but they complimented the fact that they gave Carol Baskin. I've recently been hired by the Guardian. <laughs> All right. For wait, sorry, that last point. Yeah, they they complimented the fact that they gave Carol Baskin a sympathetic story. It feels like seeing it from her perspective. Probably the podcast was oriented from her as well. Yeah. Um, it gives you more of a full, well-rounded idea of who she is versus what the TV show did, which was vilify her just as much as Joe. Well, I mean, that's basically all the information that I have. So. Okay. You want to end it? Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.